Welcome to this Technocast, brought to you by the National TUPSSO Franchise Owners Association. I'm Shirley Burns here again, complete with my Florida nor'easter snuffy nose, so I apologize in advance for that. And as I am wont to do, this week I am once again reviewing an article that caught my attention recently. This time it is from Seth Godin's daily blog, a favorite of mine, as many of you probably already know from the forums. He had an entry back in early June of this year titled, Roads or Buildings? And it really stuck in my head. Sort of like the do-wa-diddy-diddy song that our friend Mr. Rote from 5145 had the nerve to post on the forums recently. Uh, but I digress. Anyway, as Seth's articles are very short, I'm just going to read the whole thing. Here we go. Roads or buildings? If you want to make a long-term impact, build the roads. Stuart Brand points out that if you compare two maps of downtown Boston from 1860 and 1960, for example, virtually every single building has been replaced, gone. But the roads, they haven't changed a bit. The curbs and boundaries and connections are largely as they were. With the exception of a big dig, a Robert Moses or an earthquake, the roads last forever. That's because systems built around communication transportation and connection need near unanimous approval to change. Buildings, on the other hand, begin to morph as soon as the owner or tenant decides they need to. When creating an organization, a technology, or any kind of culture, the roads are worth far more than the buildings. How do we do things around here? End quote. Now, I admit, my first thoughts were of an opposite situation, where the roads evolved after the buildings were fixed, as my mind went back to my freshman year at Virginia Tech, where the huge drill field that was in the center of all the major buildings had beautiful paved walking paths at fixed intervals along the field, sort of like football field yard lines. But I noticed pretty quickly that none of them seemed to ever be used, with students instead using the time-worn paths students created by trudging in the grass and mud for years because these paths were the shortest distance from one building to another. We couldn't move the buildings, but we could adapt the paths we used to get between them. Eventually, I believe, many years later, those student paths were actually paved and made a part of the official pathway system a testament to the determination and generations of students. Uh, by way of another rabbit trail anecdote, by the way, another, the other school I attended, University of Maryland, they had already apparently learned this lesson, and when they opened their new school of business building at the end of one of the quads, they didn't even pave any paths until after these patterns of use had emerged. Many muddy shoes for the co-eds, but in the long run, much worth it, I am sure. And I think many times, especially in times like this year when we have so many product and technology and rule changes coming from the franchise, we feel like we are those students. We are presented with these new changes as if they were the buildings and the rules are the pathways that we are supposed to use to navigate between them. And like those students, we do our best to forge our best path, staying as close as we can to the pavement, but ultimately working together to navigate as efficiently and effectively as possible. 
as an association, we are exceedingly good at this. And, and many of our processes and techniques we developed over the years will be foundations to get us from point A to point B for years and years to come. And as we've seen time after time, like those students' efforts, our efforts have been adopted and paved into the official system by the franchise too. But as the concept of permanence of roads in Seth's example cured a little more in my brain, a new perspective began to form, spurred on by a regular customer who said, I sure am glad you all are here. And gosh, it sure is a nice and welcome thing to hear that when you're all but exhausted from all the Amazon and DirecTV returns. And so I told her I was sure glad she was here. And then I thought, yes, I am glad we are here too. Although we are part of a network, we are small business owners, and we do feel like we are a part of our local physical community. I don't mind one bit playing the part of being a mom-and-pop shop and I've got a husband and two daughters working here to help me play that role. Even for owners with multiple centers, I know each center is in fact a part of its local community. We all work hard in our own ways to really be a part of our local community, whether it's donating time or services or even products to local schools or churches, attending local council and zoning meetings, helping that new business owner set up a mailbox and giving him a little bit of marketing advice, maybe a business card, helping customers take packages out to cars, entertaining children while the parents are busy in the store, all these things. We are making important connections. And while our customers may not be carving paths to our doors, yes, I think we are more important than the building. As I contemplate moving our store to another site in our own shopping center, I realize, yes, in fact, some ways we are just the building and we will come and go as the landlord and the home office ultimately direct. But it will be up to me to make sure my community of customers knows the road to find me and that it will be the same, both physically and figuratively. Well, that's enough waxing philosophical from me for today. Join us on the forums and back here next week for another Technocast from the Association. And by the way, when are you going to submit yours? We'd love to hear it. Don't keep us waiting too long. Just break out your phone. You don't need any fancy equipment. Send it over to Joe and we'll get you posted. Talk to you next time.